Gets Corked. Stats powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube, presented by Jock Market, my favorite daily fantasy app. Download that bad boy for free. Use the promo code MMN for Mayo Media Net. They're going to match that first hundred bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. We have done very well throwing our weight around the jock market, particularly as we've picked up on them splitting the slates. We just had to drop the cost per player. No matter what the models say, it's about the cost. That's the nuance and the context that you get here at Mayo Media Net. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio only pod. I'm not asking Asking you for a like until I deserve it. How do you like that apple? It's your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the big apple, big Johnny Stud. Coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. I'm coming out the chair as always, although I'm being honest as always. This Thursday show is actually being brought to you on Wednesday night. Though, come on, did you solid? It changed my shirt, right? You know what I'm saying? It's something. It ain't nothing. But I have some really cool family plans every single year. I take the wife and kitties. We do the New Jersey State Fair. So if you're up near the, you know, horse show, holla at your boy. I'll be around there getting into trouble with my family. We are a lot of fun. But again, you know, I always talk about that stuff. How, yes, I trade and bet and, you know, get into risk ventures professionally. This is what I do. Doing that for a long period of time will kind of drive you nuts. If you haven't noticed, obviously, it can wear on you. So you got to be able to balance it out. For me, it's family and fulfillment. But I really don't like when people shove anything down people's throats. That's just my center. It could be for you. It could be being alone. Because trust me, if you're into quiet, family ain't for you. Especially mine. I would have it any other way. But it ain't quiet. That's a fact. All right, let's get into it. The three pillars of profit here at Mayo Media Net. Should be pretty good. I had to put this one together a little bit on the fly, and not all the pricing is out for the next day. I was just worried, you know, I got the Maloik, someone is going to get hurt, and I'm going to look like an idiot, so I figured I would just come out and let you know the deal, but you know, I didn't really hold back at all. I'm very excited for the waiver part of the fantasy show. It's done very, very, very well, and I'm seeing that in the DMs. People are, are starting to pick up on how you find these in-season gems. You use them, and then if you have to, you discard them. We'll bring up a couple of those names in a little bit. All right, let's get into the first pillar of profit. We're doing daily DFS, jock market, the overlay into total base props, and we'll probably drop a lesson or two tomorrow. I didn't chintz out on you because of my own schedule. It's the MLB schedule. It's a very short slate, and I've been trying like heck to not put too much work into the nighttime stuff. I know we have people that watch the show later on or they're coming home from work. I, I really do appreciate people that make this show a part of their daily routine. But it means a lot to me that it's, it's also actionable. I like to think we leave lessons regardless. But I want you to play, right? That's kind of the point. So I've been trying to focus on the 7 p.m. I think there's only two 7 p.m. games. We didn't have to force it, though. I did get model hits. I will not be around for the early stuff, so sorry. No tools, no goodies tomorrow. I know. Like, what are we going to do? All right, let's get into it, everybody. It's that red laundry from somewhere in New England. I've got... Boston, why am I so confused? Oh, because I just, I put them out of order, which is fine. Boston's up, going up against Austin. Voth, yes, you may remember him from my Twitter timeline as a player that I was pumping pretty hard. And, you know, he had a pretty good go at it, the first cup of coffee. We are hoping to maybe build on it, although... When it was with Washington, we have seen Washington has not done well with developing young pitchers. You know, we're looking at Josiah Gray and Adon and guys like that. Well, I think Gray was okay today. Just, they're not 
they're not maximizing these guys. They have some young arms. They have gotten squadoosh if you're starting, you know, Annabelle Sanchez. The proof is in the pudding. I don't have to make too much of an argument for the strength of your own rotation. Let's get into Austin. Vaugh, 553, ERA, 157, whip, 805. OPS, yeah, the stuff we kind of go after. I don't really like to chase ERA as much as OPS, but as long as it's over 805, and then we'll 800, I should say, and then we'll get into it. The CSW, that's cold strikes plus whiffs. Down at 25%. That's just really too low for a starter. The chase rate down below 29%. So it's really just a bad combination. He's not getting cold strikes because he's not fooling anybody. And he's not getting chases because he's not fooling anybody. So what ends up happening, you have to challenge into the zone. You see the elevated line drive rate. Something that we know this season in particular with the ball and the humidors matters like a ton. Though we have seen the ball start to giddy up a bit. It's been about the line drives. Make no mistake. These The higher a ball is being hit... The more hang time that it has, let's say, the, it is being affected. Make no mistake. We've had some correction, but it's, it's not quite the same, which is also why we use blasts instead of barrels here. If you're wondering why, because we've seen a distinct degradation of production on barrels. You know, you could see it, like, with your eye, only two eyes, if you follow any of the barrel accounts on social media, on Twitter, I love to stay up on the barrel stuff, especially for playing player props. We want to know if we got the barrel and just not the result. Where they always were base hit, double, triple, home run, home run, home run. They're, they're, they're outs. There's so many outs right now. I've kind of tightened the parameters. So a blast is the ideal subset of barrels. If it's too complicated for you where I come from, it's the Cadillac of barrels. So that's the best way to think of it. We're using blast right around here. Again, the nuance and the context that you get at court. Stats. So the home run per nine is a little bit low, so you figure, right, that has something to do with the line drive rate down at 1.3. However, the contact metrics are through the roof. Like I said, 413 expected Woba on contact, right? So that's a purely isolated metric just when contact is made. Anything over 400 is major tr trouble because there's a location issue. You can't luck your way in, into that or, you know, bad luck your way in or good luck your way in or whatever it is. You can't, it's, it's the realness. 301 batting average against year to date obviously major problem let's dive into the fastball again arsenal dissection i really f feel is the next tip of the spear when we're talking about the handicapping and base uh M mlb analysis so let's look at the fastball right off the bat 94 miles an hour is actually not terrible i was a bit surprised but it's not terrible but we all know velo alone does not a good fastball make 44 percent you see that's a major problem with a 477 expected slug on the way out so you can see where a guy like Voth can get into trouble. Anybody pushing a fastball 40-plus percent of the time can easily get into trouble because hitters can have just basically weight. We're talking about a base, almost a half split, and especially if you're taking one and he's probably not throwing it on the first pitch looking to get lined up. So you could see why that could work against him. Now, he has been pretty good the last five games if you check out the pitcher sheet that I do I like to do all kinds of splits and never kind of misframe arguments that's that's the worst right and people just pick the stat that works for them no I want to exp want to explain exactly what's going on the thing is we're not always going to buy it right so the last five times out yes he was excellent right he was really good I really started thinking about like whether or not Austin Vaughn was going to be good again but the competition was just so 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 bad Pittsburgh twice LA Tampa Texas it was all just trash like when Texas is the best offense by far i mean they're seager and that's it there's really not much there so uh, i'm not I'm, maybe i'm exaggerating i'm outrageous a bit but they're really not a very good offense so i think voth kind of gets the regression game maybe that we were looking for he's been in a lot of trouble give me devers last 60 
days, 113 plate appearances against righties, a 21% barrel rate, 14% blast, right? So anything over I mean, double-digit blast rate is awesome. It's exactly what you want to be looking for. We use our own triple slash here, laid out for the new users. Generally, it'd be average OBP and slug, but that doesn't help us because we're degenerate gamblers. So we're going to use BA ISO OPS. ISO in the middle really matters if you're into total base props. ISO is an extra base hit rate. For those of you new. All right, so let's take a look at the triple slash 284, 379, 1061. Just a bit more of a bit of the math and the application that you get here. The reason you look at that, well, I think about the, the ISO there for Devers 379, right? So that's a 38% extra base hit rate in that span. A worst case scenario with looking at three play appearances, like just by the rules, we're getting up there three times. With any kind of scoring or anything like that, we're hoping for. An extra one shouldn't need it if the price then lines up because you know he'll be in the top of the lineup. That's kind of how I come to these things. You know, I could anybody could break down a game and tell you who to play and who not to, but I like to think that we leave people just a little bit sharper here every go out, right? You want to be pushing because, in fact, I've had people from the outside there pushing back on me and we're getting better like i don't care i don't know everything nor do i pretend to all right come on let's do this thing 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 so rafi devers is just killing right-handed pitching i should have finished it up with the 444 expected woba and 10 shamalama ding-dongs they give me tommy fam killing righty since he showed up to boston guy like him listen we're not here to talk smack but he is like an emotional type of guy he's got like a baller kind of dog attitude he's got the dog in him he's going to boston they are playing for stuff yes we know the bottom feels like it's falling out and maybe partly it is but it's because of the pitching he could be part of a very good offense. Those 25 plate appearances, 92% hard hit rate. How do you like that? That would be good for a contact rate. Forget 92 hard hit. Loves hitting there. I'm telling you, it's going to be very good rest of the way. It just happens. Really a perfect fit, I think, fam, in that offense. 25% barrel, 261, 348, 929, triple slash with four extra base hits in that 25 plate appearance span. So we know, we know also know fam is kind of a high spike player. I oftentimes talk about production players and teams working in sine waves. It's really, I, to me, like, once I hit on that, the moving average is saying, oh, well, he said it, he said it, that's it, he said it. <laughs> you you kind of understand the whole thing a bit more, that when people say, you can't chase recency. No, you can't. You know, you have to look at the whole picture. Yes, you do. But you can't react to it. No, you can't. And weighing moving averages is really kind of answers all that stuff to me. When you track players in terms you use pattern analysis and you You'd be surprised how good stock indicators are. I mean, I didn't invent these things. We've been using them, and there's like literally quadrillions of dollars being bet and placed on these indicators alone. So I thought it was intuitive to try it in baseball. It kind of works. And now, like, here we are, you know, at the tip of the spear, and I'm on to the national TV spot, Hachi Machi Liberace. Last up, we want Alex Verdugo, last 40 plate appearances against righties. There's that 90% contact rate again. Something very important if you're doing the single parlays that I've been doing. I love those. That's really... Man, this show's just getting so good. Understand how we come to these conclusions. And this is what I mean. Verdugo, 389 batting average. That plays for all formats. 389 is dope. You don't need me to tell you that. 139 ISO, 949 OPS. So see if you're just chasing OPS. 949 OPS. This is like a ring. You gotta go get this guy. You gotta get him in. The ISO kind of says it all. All right? The batting average is nice and high. But he's walking and not getting extra base hits, and that's not going to do it 
if you're in the betting market, right? Betting markets, very unforgiving. Walks do not count for total bases, and they obviously don't count for this over a single. So keep that stuff in mind. Breaking it down by this triple slash has been infinitely helpful for me to, even beyond me, I know people play much wider tickets than I do. So that's what I like to show them, because I'll give you the stack attack, but I'm not putting everybody on this ticket. But you will understand, if you follow this stuff closely, how to play this correctly. And I think that was the bit of goodness that i was looking for before i asked for that like button come on man if that didn't do it feel like what does is there a better betting show yeah okay sure sure please tag me tag me with it and i'd love to see somebody doing it quite like we are mayo media now yeah right as as if my daughter says that now i know she's getting old six six as if dad all right let's get into the second stack kind of fun today i get to joke around a touch more than usual because we have so few stacks and the betting card is really light because I don't have my eye on any of the pricing. And it's getting very tight. We are at the point where betting is very tight. And if you've noticed, they've pulled F5 money lines. They don't even put them up. So we've kind of broke it. You know, now we're, we were zigging, they're zagging. And it kind of stinks because I have been bashing the F5 money line market for years. Years like I've been limited and thrown out. And all of the stuff that lets you know that you're doing very well. And then they beg you to come back and play because they, the they want the money business. You know. All right, let's get into the Reds. I know very hard to back the Reds because all the players that kind of ring on the Reds model are no longer on the Reds. You know, we used to love Brandon Drury in these spots. Oh, yes, yes, y'all. But he is not a Red anymore. That was kind of sad. He's really good. We were on him. He was one of the very first ads this season. If we ever, somebody ever went back to, like, put a collabo, man, I'll pay for it. <laughs> well, we got some monster hits, you know, monster, monster hits. But my my fantasy team started out so trashy. Now they're all really good because they're paying attention. All right, let's get into it. It's the Red Legs going up against Drew, Guy, Smiley, 397 ERA, 129 whip, 774 OPS. Really, none of the attack metrics that we generally go after. However, but, 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 the big shaking butt. Way too many fly balls from Smiley, bit out of character, 41% fly ball and a nearly 10% bow rate. Is giving us nearly two runs per nine. Those are the things we're looking for. And then again, if you just get it down to isolated contact, expected wobble on contact at 391. Major issue. Smiley used to be like a pitch to soft contact guy. That's not that's not been the case. The ERA is going to move, in my opinion. It is really two pitches generally that hitters are seeing. He's throwing the sinker 31% of the time to a 475 X log. He's throwing the cutter 26% of the time to a 576 X log. You know, put them together and what do you got? A bibbity bobbity boo. But really, the math says it's 57% use of more than 500 X log out. That explains the eight total home runs on those two pitches. Remember, he's off the IL, has a six plus ERA through the five. Through, I'm sorry, let me restart. He came off. The, the I.L. and was getting cracked up. He had a plus six ERA through five games off the I.L. He then threw a gem. He went six and two-thirds, gave up none, which is now making that post-I.L. ERA kind of look soft. But it was against just the worst version of Miami. And when they're not even playing their bad starters, it's awful. Don't know how much we want to count it. He'll have to show it to us again. Call me Missouri. Righties, year-to-date, 285 batting average, have hit 9 of the 11 home runs. So give me Kyle, Corn, Farmer, versus lefties, year-to-date, 115 plate appearances. That ain't nothing. 81% contact, Eight and a half barrel, not crazy, but but check it out. Triple slash, very thick, 316, 245, 961. That's really where I like to draw the line. If you're ever going to be playing total base props, at least me, 25% for ISO is where you should start if you're looking for over one and a half total bases, and it should make sense. 
assume four plate appearances. I think it's fair. We're in an environment. Love hitting. This one is in Cincinnati. I believe this one is in Cincinnati. So all the offense gets all the boosts. You know what I mean? It's crazy. It's really cores. I'm surprised the market hasn't quite caught up to it. They're all constantly going over team totals, even with this really poor offense. I was going to say a bad word. Okay, so Farmer. With the fixed triple slash and a 390x Woba against lefties here to date, nine doubles, five home runs. Like, he's working lefties. Don't be afraid to back up Farmer. Forget the name brand there. And Nick Senzel, he's got the name brand. He has not been great. Let's check it out. The last 60 days, 50 plate appearances against lefties. 303 average, 140 ISO, 804 OPS. So the average is there. I play him in formats where he might be, you know, he's going to be cheap in daily and stuff like that. He might be cheap in jock market too. So you could see how, again, I could name the piece that you want on the board but it's really more about where to put it because there are model hits here that i love but only for certain things like i would rock senzel maybe in a base hit prop you're not going to get me to go for a total base prop again they're favored and they're at home these are parts of it too favorite and at home is a bad recipe to miss the ninth frame I understand we all want to hit our total base props in the first inning. Yes, I like that also. Those are good bets, right? Those are fun nights. However, it's very difficult to land on that. And you really got to put yourself in the strongest probabilistic scenario to get the job done. And I don't think you know that's the way to do it is to shorten the plate appearances, which are, again, we're talking about a single player. Could Is there an argument to be made that anything is more important than a plate appearance? I, I think not. Yesterday, we needed a single from Alonzo. Here, let me take one more L before we get out of here. Because, again, we we're just doing the entire gamut of formats here. Needed a single from Alonzo. But think about that. Why would you play for a single from Alonzo? If he makes the contact, it's a double or a home run. That was kind of silly of me. I, I just, I, I kind of let the model, you know, trick me and he didn't get it. He roped one. It was caught. But again, if it wasn't, it would have been a double. So it was really kind of, it was just stupid of me. If you're going to play those kind of guys, hat tip, male body told me the same thing. He's 100% right. Dude, I don't, you know, I'm not better or worse than nobody. We're just all a little different. So. Uh, yeah, that was the first pillar of profit. I hope you enjoyed it. Please, please press the like button. I had a little trouble with my letters there. I'm not feeling good. Allergies kicking my tail. My ears are clogged. Like, forget it, as if I needed to yell any louder. All right, let's get into the second pillar of profit. It is the very useful waiver show brought to you by Jock Market and Mayo Media Net. Of course, audio only listeners, I'll walk you through it. Let's just set the parameters. These are all guys that are playing baseball every day right so i try and go out of my way to make sure that that's a given hopefully they've produced a bit but at least they've had opportunities and we're looking for the front of the lineup you know that's something that i really do make sure is part of it that's more important than anything got to be careful when you're looking for like recent production you'll find out a guy is not playing and it's like what's the big what's the point we got to get up and we got to get production really really important as i kind of make my own strides trying to be a representative nfbc player you know, I was not. I was a high-stakes point player. I think I'm damn good at it. It doesn't translate. I didn't really know how to handle steals and handle average properly. Now I'm getting a little bit better at it. A lot of it has to do with in-season in work. Even like, seriously, you know, you're really constantly working. And I think running through the advanced leaderboards on Tuesday and Wednesday and then putting it together and giving you the waiver ads has been super helpful. So for the video people, grab a screenshot. I will post the actual image on Twitter so you can just go download it at MLB Moving AVG on the Bird app, yo. And just, you know, hit me up, man. I'm here for you. This is what we do. 
me and you, the Cork Stats crew. All right, let's start behind the dish. Sean Murphy has played his way into, you know, total viability because Oakland's so bad, he's going to hit like second or third every day, and he's got pop. So people are looking for that positive regression. They got it to MJ Melendez at Kansas City. And then I can't believe that we're recommending Martin Maldonado. But I, I play in these leagues. And if you, I'm trying looking at it as if I needed to add a hitter in a deep 15-team, hard league, NFBC style. So again, nobody really wants Martin Maldonado. But that's not what this is. If you're in a shallow league, you want Murphy. If you're in a somewhat less shallow league, you want Melendez. And if you're in a death, you know, 15-team league of death with two catchers, then you start guys like Martin Maldonado. But also, hat tip to us, we've done very well picking up catchers. We're doing the work, you know, every single week. I have to put this stuff out. So I just having an eye on it has really got it done. We've done very well. Nick Fortes beyond the play. I never heard of Nick Fortes, catcher from Miami. You know, four home runs and four steals from the catcher. Okay. That, that's been a lot of it. You know, catching saves at the right time. All right, let's continue. First base, Jose Miranda. Extremely proud of that play. Because, again, if you're following along, guys, we have a ton of hits. <clears throat> Excuse me. A ton of hits. Players that started at the bottom rung and are now at the top. Jose Miranda being one. We were banging the drum to add him in 15-team leagues. And the second he was discarded, I thought that was a premature and an overreaction cutting a player of his caliber beforehand. After they telegraphed, he'd be getting opportunities. I made the mistake and dropped him in one place when he stopped playing because of injuries, but I picked him right back up. Like, I always keep my eye on guys like that. So, Miranda is now an all-format kind of guy, followed by Derek Hall and G. Man Choi. If you need Choi, it's kind of desperate, but he plays against righties all the time. Again, thick of the lineup in Tampa Bay, as bad of a lineup as it is. Over to second, Massey, the rookie for Kansas City. I'm not sure what we're going to get, but you got to add him just because of the potential, and if I don't put him up at the top, you won't get him. Next up is a Ledmus Diaz climbing his way from the bottom slot up into the middle. He's still available at a Grand Slam the other day. He's saying fifth for the Astros. I mean, it's just, it really is funny. People allow, they allow narratives to interfere with successful play or are not really paying close enough attention to the lineup machinations. And if anyone is curious, I use... Um, the Fangraphs tool when I'm in a rush. You go to Fangraphs.com, right at the top it has a roster resource tab, and right below that it has the 2022 lineup tracker, and it's like a block of 25 days, 30 days. I mean, it's color-coded. You really, it's amazing. You just go team by team, and you see immediately, wow, this guy this guy starts every day versus lefties. This guy bats first against lefties, but sixth it's has lineup order as well, and the days they missed. And you could see if somebody played because someone else was injured, those have IL blocks. It is the best. It really has helped me up my game. So Diaz has been awesome. Keep going. Aledness. And then Donovan Solano. Anybody who's going to be hitting... Cincinnati and bet fifth for the Reds again. That's how you get on these lists. Over to shortstop, Luis Rangifo, another guy. He was at the bottom of the shortstop list. He's on all my teams. Had a home run yesterday. He's hitting home runs now. It's, uh, he's good. He had a ton of prospect shine. They talked about the opportunity. We swung and missed on the other Velasquez. I believe it's, is it Andrew Velasquez, the shortstop Velasquez on the Angels. We were on and he looked okay. We're getting some average, a couple steals. Things fell apart. You get out. You pull the cord. Remember, sign waves. I'm not. I'm trying to predict the future and predict, and, and, or even obsess over the past, I guess, is the pairing for that. I have always been a three-quarters trader, a sixth-eighth trader, I used to think of myself as, meaning I don't play for the very bottom eighth and I don't play for the very top eighth. I don't try to catch the very tippy top and the very bit of bottom, whatever you call that thing. You know, I play for the chunk in the middle. When it's things start going wrong, you get out. When things start going up, you get in, and you're looking for the trend indication. To me, that's how you get it as a... 
the adage goes, right? Head where the puck is going, not where it's been. Over to third base, Alec Baum played his way into every day, every format, you know, relativity. I wasn't on him. Let him get past me, and it happened. He looks awesome right now. Again, all the shine around the smart hitters to Miguel Vargas for the Dodgers. I think he might have even got sent down. Maybe I, I kind of screwed this one up. This one should have. I'd be more into pushing up Montero on the Rockies anyway. Sorry about the bump on Vargas. I think I just heard that today. I was on a podcast with Joe. Check it out. Check out my Twitter handle. I did a really awesome long-form pod. We took all types of really cool stuff that I don't get to do out of the time here. So let's get up into the outfield. Again, repeats from last week. Hanniger and Kelnick. They're still out there in certain leagues. Add them. Just because, Hanegar especially, Kelnick is a pop, more of a deep league thing. You're on a prayer, especially keeper, dynasty, anything like that. Hanegar is like a right now, he hit a bomb right up the box. I loved Hanegar, expected a ton from him, didn't get it. Randall Gritchick finally cracked the code of playing in Colorado. He's playing all the time, and he's looking good. you got to get with him. It's amazing the guys in, that play in Colorado sometimes find their way into waiver wires, but injuries come for us all. To Lars Newtbar for the Cardinals, he's playing every day. They love him. He's really tweaked some skills. Eno was talking about him. I don't trust anyone. I verify. I went to look, and it's looking good under the hood. So, new bar looks legit. For the Cardinals, Tyrone Taylor back playing every day for the Brewers. Jake McCarthy, my guy in Arizona, stealing bases, you know, hitting for average. You could do worse. He's in the middle of the lineup every single day. He just kind of has his, no one seems to like him. He just seems to be too boring for some. To Christian Arroyo, he's been playing second and third for Boston, but he's also outfield eligible. So, I really like those kind of players in particular. NFPC, we have midweek replacements. Guy fills in all over the place or gives you the ability to chip, 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 just move a bunch of pieces. I really love that. He's been hitting. Again, that lineup is good. And then Gavin Sheets is back for the White Sox. The playing time has been a bit spotty, but I think he's freshly back. So he is a guy that we know could get at least into heavy split time. We've got to keep an eye on that. You know, there are going to be spots where Gavin Sheets could be totally viable. Let's get on the bump. Man, this is funny. This was, this. there is no format for you know, pitching right now. 10 is 12 is 15. All right, maybe not 10 is 15, but they're all very similar and it's very hard to tell what kind of league you're looking at. So Edward Cabrera from Miami, Braxton Garrett from Miami as well. Ranger Suarez, Philadelphia made some changes. He looks really good as of late. Same for Chris Bubich on Kansas City. Those Kansas City guys are easy to acquire. People have just had enough of them, but they're young. Kansas City is an, <clears throat> excuse me, Kansas City is another team that's really struggled developing young pitchers. Doesn't mean it's not ever going to happen. They just haven't had it happen yet. Then Matt Manning is back from injury, and he looked really crisp. You know, a lot of shine there. If you're getting healthy innings, the ballpark's a good spot to pitch. Could be worse. I mean, that's really what we're at. Like, that's the point we're at right now. And then if you're looking for closers, I think it's Jonathan Hernandez on Texas, probably scooped up. Danny Menes on Oakland is not. I've been beating the drum for him for a while because I think that's how you pick up saves in Really tough leagues, although I was really lucky. Again, I've been taking advantage of the lack of demand because I'm paying attention, making sure that I, you know, throwing darts, and I got Ian Kennedy in spots. So, again, back to if you're working all the time, fantasy baseball will come to you a bit. Other teams make all the same mistakes, right? The same things that happen to you that upset you if you fall behind is what happened to other teams as you're doing good. 
now they're stuck with decisions. Man, this guy had a great first half. Do I keep rolling him out there? He's killing me. What do you do with Tommy Edmonds? You start Tommy Edmonds, 100% started. You started this guy. He's actively destroying your team right now because he was so damn good. I'm not denying that. It's like because I was knocking him and I took the under on everything. Get ready to pay the under on the home run totals. You know, like I said, he's not that kind of hit. He's just not that kind of hitter. You know, he was, yes, he will run into sick laser beam home run line drives against very bad pitching. Those all those home runs were against guys that will not be in the major leagues next year. I think that literally, quite literally, might not be a single pitcher who gave up a home run to Tommy Edmond in the league next year. Jose Urania is on that list. I mean, just really, it's the worst pitchers ever. I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry. I know people love Edmond. It's irrational to love for him because I don't know. All right, let's get into the third pillar of profits. We get out of here. Just got just a couple minutes. Though I did some of the analysis on the bottom. Let's get to the bottom. I got a home run prop for you. Remember, I never go beyond a tenth of a unit. I'm going to be out, so I won't be doing a full you know, kind of shebang. So I'm into that. Let's get a long one. I love Devers. We laid it out. I think he gets it done. Really like Boston. I was also looking at some of the numbers. If you're looking to expand, I had a couple rings for Baltimore as well. I just couldn't dive in all the way. So obviously what usually happens if we get ring and ring on two sides, we're looking for the over. That game's already at 10. So you know, I don't really do that. I don't really look for 11. And maybe that's my own flaw. It's part of something that I've just kind of been ingrained with. I generally don't do that. I like to go over 8, you know, an 8 and 8 and a half. And again, that's why my game's at 0, 0. I guess I'm 1, 0 on kids. Right, imagine. Only me, the game at 0, 0. Anyway, come on. So, Devers, I plugged in 370. I didn't just throw it at the wall. I looked. I kind of averaged out a bunch of it. It was 370 today and a couple days ago. If not, it might be a little bit higher. So, you know, don't yell at me. And I, the reason I preface that this is not the usual timing because like imagine if something happened to Devers I'm putting this video out and it's in there oh Mike what do you mean what do you see what happened and it's like you know I'm generally up before the crack of dawn to do this show today the exception again get my county get my, my state fair on get my blue ribbon horse show on yo alright then give me the White Sox this one feels like a misprice this one also made me feel like man maybe I need to start looking at lines the night before because I feel like this sometimes when we speak in the morning and again I'm up really really early to start this and I go wow that looks like a misprice I wonder if they've moved since then I gotta start no I look so much even I have blind spots I pretty much need staff at this point it's hard for me to do everything I want to do but the White Sox and Dylan Cease are facing Zach Greinke and the Kansas City Royals. And the run line is at minus 110. So it's a cover-up one and a half, which I forgot to put on the graphic, but I did put RL. So remember, full game RL means one and a half run cover. At minus 110, Dylan Cease, very, very, very good. Zach Greinke, not very, very good. I mean, 198 ERA, 116 whip, but the expected ERA, the XFIP, the FIP, all below three for Cease, 33% K, the walk a touch high, but 16% swing you strike it, yeah, any kind of jam, 36% O swing, like well above average, 78% in zone contact, right? Like he could beat you anywhere that he wants, 6% barrel, th- less than three quarters, two thirds of a home run per nine, a 543 OPS, a lot to righties on the year. Zach Granke, yes, he works his magic and kind of fools people here and there, but he's actually getting hit pretty hard, right? Yes, he's not walking guys that's always at the center of his success, but the contact rate is very high at 88, but now the hard hit rates are high too, 42% hard hit rate. Lefties especially have done pretty well against him. He's a lot of 372 ex-Woba, 408 expected Woba on contact. White Sox offense has not been great as a team. However, we do have a couple guys getting up 
off the mat. I was just looking at some recency stuff. There was like a couple guys just rang last two weeks. So let's say last, we're going to say last 24 plate appearances. We've got Eloy, Harrison, Abreu, and Sheets all at a 900 OPS or better, all out of 240 ISO or better, right? Those are the things that we're looking for, 140 WRC plus or better. I just think they run away with this. This, again, will probably close at like minus 140, minus 150. Remember, the, the plays that we take that are even somewhat like delectable kind of favorites, those prices are going to soar. I, I don't want to say I don't care about the outcomes. Like I'm, I'm not hiding. I, no one has talked about losing more than I have. This season, I have my worst season ever. It's the first time I've ever lost, although there's a little bit of time left. But it's the first time I've ever lost. I've never done this well against CLV. It's just like an automatic thing. Maybe as I get more popular, we're actually moving the market a touch. We'll have to find out if I ever go dark. Remember, we're down to our last like 15 episodes of Cork Stats. Thank you for tuning in the entire time, you know, and supporting us. So get behind us, White Sox, to cover up the run line and. Make sure that you bet on Rafael Devers because he's going to hit a shamalama ding dong baby baby. Thank you for picking up what we're putting down. I got to get on out of here. I got to have myself some fun. I hope you do the same. Please download the Jock Market app. We are very excited. We are bringing you a football show, and it's because of you, the Cork Stats crew, for supporting me, the big man. I really do appreciate it. I try and express that. Every day with my work. And again, you know I'm a regular... Well, I'm not a regular I am, but I'm a person that gets sick, that has issues. I have a family. I have a young family, and they have issues, and they get sick, and all types of things. And I really try to never, ever, ever, ever let it get in the way of this thing of ours, this thing that we have, this thing that we share. You know, you spend your time with me, like your time on Earth you spend with me. So I really make sure that I spend it making it worthwhile boom rate review and subscribe to the audio only pod please put your cartoon fingers inside of us at the mail me and particularly me i don't know if i should be speaking for anybody else baby come on man you know we are just crazy there's not another show like this is another community building around the show like this enjoy your games tomorrow Enjoy your day, but we're done with the book. Enjoy that pay. Man, remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, don't it? Damn right, yo. Peace.